Happy Friday. March 3, Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio. A very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. And we're off and running. 16-12, the Melbourne Storm. They've done it again in Golden Point Extra Time against Parramatta at Combank Stadium last night. Harry Grant with the decisive match-winning try to seal the two points to start the season in an absorbing contest. And uh, well, over in India, just get ready this afternoon. Have the fingernails ready. Hmm. Because Australia have 76 to win the third test in indoor, and you just know it is going to be probably two hours of utter torture. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully they get them, you know, a couple of wickets down. But, gee, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, it's a great opportunity, though, isn't it, for Australia to pull one back and bring it back to 2-1. But uh, we'll start with Lozza and the footy. G'day, Lozza. And uh, you were the first person I thought of when it went to Golden Point last night. Just meant that uh, your appearance on the Matty John Show on Fox League just came that little bit later for you. Morning, mate, <laughs> after about five minutes sleep. Uh, good morning, boys. Um, great way to start off the NRL season. Uh, a highly competitive match between uh, two injury-depleted teams, but they still had class on the field and in the difference it was Harry Grant's ability to get out of dummy half and score a try an extra time or golden point that won the game for Melbourne I thought he was fantastic Harry Grant both teams had their opportunities to seal the victory in regular time um, they looked a bit rusty with the ball um, you know they're different teams from last year with so many key players missing but it was a fast quick game early in the year uh, both teams were highly competitive and um, it was yeah, it was good to see. I, I didn't see much of the cricket. I was focused in on the rugby league, uh, but it did go to Golden Point and the Melbourne Storm do what the Melbourne Storm do. They just hang in there, hang in there. They play tough. They do all the little things well, and when they require someone to produce a bit of magic, invariably it's one of their key stars. And last night, it was Harry Grant. The other big talking point, I suppose, coming out of the game was a compound oh. fracture to his finger to Cameron Munster. Oh, gee, he did it early in the game, left the field, then come back on in the second half. Um, but he could be missing for a couple of weeks. Um, and that would be a massive blow for, for Melbourne early in the season. Yeah, Craig Bellamy indicated he will need surgery on that. So uh, that is certainly uh, the major fallout, I guess, out of the contest. Xavier Coates suffered a shoulder injury as well for the Melbourne Storm. But, Pup, a very good morning to you, mate. Uh, the Aussies, so they lost six for 11 in 34 balls. <laughs> the collapse uh, again came, but in the end bowled out for 197. So we led by 88 on the first innings. Then at times when India batted, I've got to say I was worried. I was like, they, they, they could have us chasing 150-plus here. Uh, but Nathan Lyon, outstanding performance. He was the hero. Eight for 64. We bowled them out for 163. 76 to win today. Uh, morning, boys. Morning to our listeners. Lock us in. Australia. How many wickets down? Mm, six. We'll take that. I reckon 10 more runs and Australia lose. There you go. But I reckon we'll get these six wickets down. Uh, brilliant. Aussies brilliant. Nathan Lyon, uh, as expected. Uh, exceptional line, length, change of pace, natural variation, unreal. Fielding, so much better. Usman Khawaja, great catch at short mid-wicket. Steve Smith, leg slip, a hanger, absolute beauty. Now, all I want to say, mm. Cricket Australia, Andrew McDonald, and anybody else that's making decisions with this Australian cricket team, you don't have to come out and say we got it wrong. Just understand. Look how much better we have played. Forget the result today. 
win or lose. Let's say we get bowled out for 20 today and we lose. Look at how we have played in this test match versus the first two test matches. Time in the country has played a significant part. We are so we are true. more prepared. Uh, we are batting better. This week it's tougher than the first two on the first two test matches, and we have batted so much better. Our shot selection better. Guys batting for long periods of time. Guys backing their defence. Our fielding's better. Guys have been in the field, been in the country, been in the heat for so much more time. We're concentrating. Nathan, look at his execution. Look at the way we have bowled in this test match. Boys have just been in those conditions for longer. So in preparation for the Ashes, just take that on board. Let's get there early. Let's prepare. Let's be in the country and play as much cricket as we can and train for as long as we can in those conditions. So we're like this come the first test of the Ashes series. But yeah, they deserve a lot of credit. I think the way they've fought back this test match, the way they bowled on day one, um, they would have liked some more runs. Again, another collapse. But that's this pitch as well. That can happen. So... It goes to show that partnership between, I think it was Kawaja and Labashane, how important that was for us um, at the start of that first innings. And it's going to be the same in this second dig. 74 is probably worth, oh, you could say it's probably worth close to 200 on a normal pitch. On a day five, assume you're batting on a day five pitch and now you're chasing 180 to 200. <laughs> so it's, it's not going to be easy, but the key is just that one partnership. Mm. If a batter gets to 20, find a way to get to 30 because you know some player's going to walk out and on their first 20 balls, it's going to be really, really difficult. But yeah, Nathan Lyon, absolutely class above yesterday against players that are very good against spin as well in conditions they know so well. So, yeah, he deserves a lot of credit. How many How many down laws having a punt chasing 76? Oh, I'm not quite as optimistic as Pup. Um, I think it'll be similar to the India-New Zealand game. I, I think it'll come down England, to... England-New Zealand. Uh, England-New yeah. Zealand game. I, I, Nine down. Well, I, I think it'll be tight, yeah. yeah. I, I think it'll be one of those games where we're waiting... And it could be one of our tail-enders who need to get the runs. So I'm saying probably eight, eight or nine down. And you know I, the I, other thing I'd think about? This is where, and again, I very, very rarely like to do this, but I reckon in this innings, I would go left, right the whole way through if we can. So I would think about opening, not open the batting with Travis Ed and Usman Kawaja. I'd probably think about... Uh, a, even opening the batting with, you could swap Manus and Kawaja, for example. Or you could swap Manus. I'd probably leave Travis Head opening. Kawaja, I could bat at three, open with Manus. So you've got Kawaja three, Smith four. Doesn't throw the mindset out too much. So uh, Manus, is, you get Ma- the feeling one of those mate, guys going, those, yeah, it's sweet. For Love those to. blokes. For the, yeah. And again, they're going to open with, they're going to open with one quick and a spinner. So it doesn't make any difference. If you bat in the top three, you bat in the top three. You walk out one for none, you're facing a fast bowler in, in Australian conditions. So Marnus are not going to care. And I actually don't think that's getting too funky. I actually think all you're trying to do is make it a tiny bit more difficult for the bowlers. So even Alex Carey might have to bat it. He's our only other left-hander, isn't he, in the top seven? You've got yes. Kawaja Head and Alex Carey. Yeah, and I know he hasn't made too many, but even him, Smith's three, Alex Carey four. Alex Carey's having a Ricky Ponting two thousand and one. But, but maybe that's why. Maybe that's moment. why you got nothing to lose as well. Yeah. You know, I just think if you can just, it's just tiny little things to give yourself one percent better chance. You know, yeah. I, I, that's what I'd be looking at in this second innings with a small total like that. Because what I've seen so far is when the fast bowlers 
bowl early yep. with that new ball, like that's when the runs got to come. Would you open with two spinners? Yep. I wouldn't. The quicks like, wouldn't like bowl. With, yeah. Quicks, the only yep. time a fast so bowl is bowling now is, uh, is reverse swing. The Indians, yeah. Yep. Oh, in this, in this second spinners. innings, the quicks probably aren't even bowling the ball. Yeah. I'm just going, I'm probably, I'm probably backing Ashwin and Jadeja for the entire innings to bowl yep. Australia out. Yeah. And then this is where you've got to be smart tactically with in-out fields. So you're nearly having catches and defence. So you're nearly, I'm nearly thinking slip, leg slip, bat pad offside, bat pad leg side, mid off, mid on up, the other blokes can go. So I'm saying if you're good enough to get it past bat pad, yeah. you take that risk, try and push that ball past bat pad for a single, go for it. I'm hoping it spins, takes an edge. Is any, well, I call it a slog. Yeah. They look like they just can't do it. On well, this it's because the pitch is inconsistent. Yeah. So even and and some are bouncing. So even if you go that slog sweep, it can go straight up in the yeah. air. But I'm trying to make Australia. That's what I'm saying. If you sit and block, we're getting you out. If you try and push, like cover drive the ball, I want to bowl you through the gate yeah. or uh, run down the wicket. I'm going to get you. St- I'm making Australia actually look to hit the ball past those two bat pad fielders on the offside. What, what do you talk up. about, like on a wicket like this? What's the plan going out there? Is it batting? Yeah, uh, I don't think anything changed. I think you've got to have that mindset that you're trying to be far, quick on your feet, fast on your feet. So positive intent, but that's singles. That's running between the wickets. Yeah. That's if you get a bad ball, smack it. But I would be trying to say, especially anything short on this pitch. Some are staying low, so I'm thinking straight. You're not like what I mean by straight is if you go in Australia, you go back to cut a spinner. You can cut the ball from. Anywhere from cover to slip. Like your range is that wide. I want to cut it in front of point. I want to play a late cut and get it past slip. In India on this pitch, I'm thinking I'm going to, if I'm going on the back foot, I'm back foot cover driving. Mm. So then my back foot plays now from mid off to cover. Yeah. I'm not cutting it behind point because the wicket's too slow and too inconsistent with bounce. So the squarer you try and hit the ball, the more chance something like a chop on comes in. Or the more chance it holds in the wicket, you mistime it, mm. hit it straight to point. So I'm thinking my back foot play is straight. So you see Virat Kohli got out, going back to pull the ball, LBW. That, I think, is a back foot punch now through wide mid on. Yeah. So you, you, your actual angles become a lot straighter. Front foot, again, with the spin. So even if I'm blocking um, Jadeja, I'm blocking him towards the offside. So my bat face is opening up. Ashwin the other way. I'm blocking him with my bat in front of my pad, so I'm trying to hit the ball, but I'm playing it to the leg side. So if it spins at all, it's, it's nearly like your body is going where the ball is spinning, not your bat. So you want to play full face to the bat, but my body takes it, Jadeja, to the right, because that's where it spins. My body takes it to the left when it's Ashwin. Love it. On the Big Sports Breakfast, time now to have a look through the major papers and talk about the sporting headlines making news. Harry Houdini is the headline on the back page of the Daily Telegraph today after, well, Golden Point try sinks Eels is the headline there. Harry Styles, back page of the Herald like that. Are you going to the concert pub, Harry Styles? Uh, no. No? No. Uh, the NRL return with a bang as Harry Grant scored a game-winning try. And Golden Point to give his side a 16-12 win over Parramatta. That's the Herald and Melbourne wild about Harry after his Golden Point Houdini act back page of the Australian. Loz, at first, I guess, glance, did you feel it was one that para blew? That's sort of how I felt about it. They seemed to 
you know, have the running for a lot of the game. They had more chances, you would say, over the course of the 80-plus minutes. Yeah, they did. I, I, I thought Parramatta were not in control, but they just couldn't kick away. Mm. And Melbourne and Melbourne were just hanging in, hanging in, hanging in. And you thought if it stayed close, Melbourne would get a shot. And with a Munster or a Grant, they could score, take their opportunity, and all of a sudden Parramatta would be there going, well, hang on, we, were in, we thought we were in control of that game. How did we lose it? And that's sort of how it panned out because that was the only time they led in the game, the Melbourne Storm, was in Golden Point when Harry Grant scored the try. They had a number of opportunities. Their finishes to their sets uh, towards the end weren't great. Uh, under pressure, they continued to make errors, uh, as did Melbourne. But Melbourne defensively were great. They kept doing the little things well. We talk about kick pressure right from the get-go. They did that. They gave away a couple of penalties too, by the way, uh, which I didn't think were penalties. But th- they were putting pressure on Mitch Moses all night. Um, Dylan Brown and... Mitch Moses, they didn't have a lot of room to attack with. Their line speed in defence was good. All the effort areas you talk about, which require no skill, Melbourne are the best in the competition mm. at. And this remarkable streak continues with Craig Bellamy. It's, it's honestly remarkable because to start the, the start the season to win your first game, that's a big effort. 20 from and 20. And a lot goes into it. That's 20. It's, it is incredible. And it could be his last. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. Based, I know he gave that answer the other night. As I said the, earlier in the week, it seemed like a tortured answer. Answer. I think he mm. just loves it. I, I, I know both teams weren't at full strength last night, but um, there was some concerns there with Parramatta. But once they get Sean Lane back, Ryan Madison, it'll be a different look. Mm. Matt Dory, I actually played well. Mm. So uh, the James lock, Hopgood, Jermaine Hopgood, uh, yeah. played well, but they just didn't understand the system as thoroughly as the other guys would have. Uh, but take nothing away from Melbourne. They're just a quality outfit who are tough. And they, I was going to say, very rarely do they beat themselves. Last year, defensively, they were poor, I thought, by their standards. But they turned up with the right attitude last night. And if that's their standard for the rest of the season, they get a few blokes back, um, they'll be playing finals football for sure. Wild last 10 minutes, wasn't it, before extra time? You had that. Well, it was, was Meany and Wishart had a bit of a blunder at mm. the back, which Wishart going back thought Meany was going to catch it coming forward. Wishart drops it. Then off the scrum, it, they go wide Parramatta. Mike Acevo is about to go into touch, so Fix he puts it. this little kick mm. back in field, which ends up going dead in goal. It was a, a wild little five minutes. Yeah, it little, is. Little minute and a half. And, and that was just ring rust for, for mine. Because teams train scenarios throughout the off-season. Mm. You know, they train with a couple of minutes to go. We've got a scrum. How are we playing this? Uh, we've won a penalty uh, 40 metres out in Golden Point. What, what are we doing? So there's little scenarios that they play and challenge the players to run with, but they just didn't execute. And again, under fatigue, it's always easier when you're um, fresh. But when you're under fatigue, you've got to be uh, having those decisions made. You're against an opposition who are getting off the line extremely hard. Um, it's it's completely different. Um, yeah, Mitch Moses wasn't at his best last night. He came up with some uh, plays that he'd like to have taken back towards the end. Um, he's still off contract. There was a whisper going around last night that he was probably going to sign before the game, announced that he'd signed. Uh, but that didn't occur. Um, but I reckon Parramatta would be hoping that 
this doesn't become a distraction for too much longer. Yeah. Uh, I think he's trying to squeeze. The report was a couple of days ago, he's trying to squeeze his management. He's trying to squeeze an extra year mm. out of that contract. So I think it's four years on the table, wants five. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but you're right. They, they don't want it to be a distraction any longer. Parramatta, no doubt about that. Uh, now, uh, line makes most of minefield on the back page of the Australian, as we've discussed, eight for 64. And that means Puppy's overtaken Richie Benno to be Australia's leading wicket-taker in India. 53 wickets at 26.05 in 10 test matches in India. What about Steve Smith's catch at leg slip to get rid of uh, Teshwa Pajara for 59, who is uh, their best contributor? Yeah, his degenerative disc's okay now. (laughs) (laughs) People calling for him to be out of slip, and he's back so bad, but two days later, he's back absolutely fine. No, it was a hanger. It was an absolute beauty. And again, you can see... Smartly, he's actually going to his left because Pajara looks to flick it off his pads. So majority of the balls would have went square. So he hints to go to his left in in preparation to try and either stop runs or get a catch. And then it, the ball ends up going really fine off the edge to his right. So just that movement, unbelievable. But yeah, we've seen it with Smitty for years. He's got amazing hands. He just dropped a few catches in the last test. But tell me someone that hasn't dropped plenty. So yeah, that was a good catch, and Kawaja's as well at mid wicket was a yeah good was catch. a beauty. I think Mitchell Stark might have bowled it. So yeah, an important wicket, Shreyas Iyer, who is looking to be really positive. So just their, their overall performance in this test match, and again we lost the toss, so we got harder conditions to play in this test, and we've played so much better. And again, it's not like the guys haven't played their sweep shots when they're batted, but I think Usman played his first sweep shot on. 33 or something like that. Like They've just been so much smarter with uh, their shot selection when batting in tougher conditions. And then I think their bowling is just, they've had more time. The boys now know the length. They know the speed. They know they've got to be patient. Um, yeah, I just think that. And I thought Smitty's fields tactically was, was very good. They've been very good the entire test match. So we deserve to win, but 74, 76, got to make them. And I think we will. I think six down we'll get them. We'll take that. Yeah, that period when Pajara and I were together, that's when I was getting worried. It was after the, I think it was after the lunch break. Yeah. They'd scored like, I don't know, it might have been 20 runs in 10 overs. And then after the lunch break, first four overs, they come out and scored yep. 30 runs. Shreya's I just thought, right, I must have, whatever he ate, whatever was in that curry, it was good. And he thought, right, I'm going to get them before they get me. So, yeah, very important catch from Usman and good wicket from Mitchell Stark as well. What a weekend we've got ahead. Uh, the NBL Grand Final Series starts tonight and uh, we'll preview it all with Brad Rosen this morning. You've got the big blue in the A-League. You've got, of course, the rest of the NRL opening round action. Uh, the Miracle Miles on at Menangle tomorrow night. Great racing at Randwick tomorrow and also Flemington down south as well with the Australian Guineas. Two Group 1s here in Sydney, the Randwick Guineas and the Canterbury Stakes. And the end of the cricket today, so much to talk about. Give us a call. 13-53-53, para fans, how are you feeling after last night? Feel like it was two points that got away to start the season for you, no doubt about that. Zero four one nine seven six seven two seven two on the text line. Uh, one text here. Morning, lads. Today is my birthday and would love a birth. You haven't finished the text message, uh, but uh, happy birthday to you. <laughs> Finish the text message so I can give you a shout uh, out. He might be finished. He wants a birth. <laughs> she, he, we don't know. They want a birth. 
We can't help you. <laughs> can't help you. Need the full text. Well, message. I can't. <laughs> Neither can I. <laughs> okay, on the text line, off the back of last Friday, uh, last night's game, 16-12, Melbourne Storm over Parramatta, Golden Point, extra time. And this was always, I was thinking this, if Parramatta lose this game tonight, then naturally the heat will come on to Mitch Moses considering his contract situation. And our text line has well and truly proved that. One game. Uh, We've had one one game. But, you know, there's a lot of dollars being bandied about here. And the dollars being bandied about are with those with an elite match-winning playmaker. Yep. Mido, why would anyone pay Moses a million bucks when he can't win a game like that? It was Parramatta's game to win. Most overrated player in the game, says Big Clint from Orange. Uh, Morning, men. In my opinion, last night's match highlighted that champion players play the clutch big plays that win a game. Hence up steps Harry Grant. Last night's match highlighted Mitch Moses is not that player. So 1.3 million plus is way overs. He just went missing, says Brad from Broadbeach. If Moses is trying to squeeze more out of power in his contract negotiations, he certainly did himself no favours last night. He simply cannot win tight games when he is needed. Kicking game below average, says Downsy. Well, that's always been the question mark on Mitch. Can he deliver in big moments, in tight games, in big games? Uh, and that's what all halfbacks are judged at on when you want to be one of the highest paid players in the game. Mm. Uh, you know, we've seen Nathan Cleary uh, be judged and scrutinised heavily, and he's delivered, you know. Whereas Mitch got an opportunity the last couple of years, just hasn't quite nailed it. Um, he's got all the talent in the world. Uh, Parramatta are confident that he's the man that's going to take them to the promised land and take them to their next grand final. Um, but he would, needed to be a little bit better last night in that uh, dying stages. Uh, but again, it's the first game of the year. So we've got to sit back, be careful about being too harsh with criticism. But again, when big moments roll around, you want your big name players to be able to pull that game out of the fire. The opportunity was there for Parramatta last night. They didn't do it. Uh, whereas Harry Grant did. Um, but you've got to see how the season unfolds. But this will be the question mark over Mitch. Now, going forward, mm. if he gets $1.3, $1.4 million, like they're talking about, they're match winners. They're, they're the game breakers. They're the ones that get your team home in a tight game. That's the responsibility that comes with signing a, a contract worth that type of money. One game, pup. Oh. <laughs> you love it, don't you? Mate, well, <laughs> let's, let's just talk about let's just talk about how we feel about Michael Jordan, right? Greatest ever is you and I agree. Well, do you agree Michael Jordan's the greatest ever basketball player that you saw? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so the three of us agree on that. The greatest um, match winner in probably sports I agree, history. Agree, agree. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan said a million times, look how many times I failed, though, to be successful in those moments. So I don't, I don't disagree with what you guys are saying. I don't disagree with what the text line's saying. But I, I, I just, it's game one. And yeah, if you're going to get paid that big money, you have to... You have to own those. You have to want those moments first and foremost. You want the ball in your hand, and you've got to own it under pressure. But I, I don't mind if you stuff it up a few times now. But come finals, that's when you want your player to own it. So I, I, I think I think Mitch is under. You're always going to be under maximum pressure and scrutiny when you're on the biggest money or you're getting paid numbers like that from fans. Yeah. But you also have from your teammates as well. There's an expectation that, mate. Okay. Clutch play, games on the line, 
Who's batting? Who wants to face that ball? Who's bowling? You know, let me field in the position where I know they're going to hit the ball. I want to run out. You, you want to be. You want the so ball. So the narrative in changes so, around Mitchivis after eight hundred thousand. Yeah, the, the, the whole narrative changes exactly because right. the assumption is when you pay or want. Yeah. The big dollar, yeah. you're, you're yeah, getting a, man of the match performances week in, week out. And when you don't own those big moments, yeah. that's when the questions start happening. Yeah. And, that, and that's the challenge for Mitch now, mm. is to make sure he owns more big moments. Yeah, And if he does that and continually gets Parramatta top four grand finals, um, then... The issue will be... No one will talk now, about money. Yeah, no, they yeah. won't. But then you've got to win Ben Hunt. One. Look at Ben. Then ben Hunt got, got criticised for two years yeah. with his deal at the Dragons. Now, no one speaks about money. Everyone goes, he's worth every penny. Pay him an extra 500 grand. He's, he's Dragons' best player by far. So <laughs> he's, he's owned it, right? He's owned it at Origin. He's owned it at, at the Dragons. But yeah, like I say, I just think game one... And, and the other thing, maybe we should be looking more at... Um, oh, what's the hooker's name for... Uh, Harry, not, maybe we should look at more at Harry Grant, <laughs> mate. He's an example of is this kid not the next Cameron Smith? He what, is an absolute, he, and he looks out on his feet in ten minutes, well, like, but he just keeps going, well, mate. He's, he's, I reckon he well, is a star. Well, well, you touched on it before. You want to own the moment. They were setting up for a field goal, yeah, and he could have quite easily got them in a bad position mm. for that field goal attempt if he gets tackled a metre out from the try line. Because if he's only a metre out from the try line, it's, Hard it's, kick, it's harder yeah. for the kicker. Yeah, because you're too close. Too close. To defense, yeah. yeah. It, it, so, so he gambled. Yep. Risk back himself. Reward. Exactly. And got out of there yeah. and scored that try. And that's the part, like maybe I reckon they're the blokes and they're the moments, like when you, and again, as Loz said, like if he's a foot short there, he could cost his team. So we're, we're having a crack at Mitch in game one, but go the other way, and I reckon it's the opportunity to go glass half full, Harry Grant, mate. Freak play, gutsy play, but that's your best That's your best player. That's what you want. And, and I saw a great replay of Munster in the background when Harry, you know, took off. Took off. Yeah. And, and normally you'd think, you know, your half probably would blow up, mm. mate. Munster did nothing because yeah. the faith he would have in yeah. Harry Grant, knowing he's going to make the right decision. He's yeah. going to torment us at origin level for 10 no, years. He's an unbelievable player. I listened us. to an interview he did the other day about um, just that him, when he went to the Tigers as a lone yeah. player, and his old man suggested going over and playing Super League because Cameron Smith was still playing and playing so well. And they asked, um, you know, did you consider leaving Melbourne Storm and going somewhere else? And he just said, mate, it's Cameron Smith. Like I was, I was okay to to not play or to play reserve grade or to play off the bench or do whatever behind Cameron Smith. He was just that good, and what I learnt now holds me in good stead. Now there's not too many young players in any sport that are patient. No. You want everything straight away. Yet Harry is in that position where he just he's thinking, you know what? It's actually just as good at playing first grade, if not better, learning. From this guy, from Cameron Smith. You know what? If I if I had a young bloke that was a good player, all right, and I could send him anywhere to learn, it would be with Melbourne. Yeah. And I'd oh. sacrifice big contracts yeah. just to get him down there under Bellamy, yeah. teach him a great work ethic, teach, teach him about the basic principles of the game, mm. what you need to be strong on. Mm. And I reckon you'd have a player that would just develop so much if he had 
plenty of talent as well. Yeah. Which is exactly because what he's done. Because that's what they've always done. Even if he missed a year or two years because Cameron kept playing, mate, who cares? He's already He starts at 7 out of 10, yeah. Harry Grant. Instead of coming in as a youngster and starting out of 4 out of 10 and learning the ropes in yeah. the highest level, he's watched and learned from Cameron Smith. Yeah. He walks straight, even the year at the Tigers, Mate, he was ready for first grade his first game. Like he was there was one no. Of their best. <laughs> oh no! I was praying, don't let him go. Don't Probably let him go back. Best. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just think that's a good example of money is not everything at that age. You know, learning the game and having that, you know, that influence around Strong you. Strong foundation, Mate. isn't it? You know. And now we're talking. Is he? Is he not the best talker in the game? Hmm. He's, he's in not. the conversation, right? Basically, is he's in the conversation for uh, sure. He and Coruscant and Cookie. Uh, now, plenty more texts here. Loving them. Zero four one nine seven six seven two seven two. We'll get to them, but we've got, a, I'm sure, a very happy Helen on the line. A very good morning to you, Helen. How are you? Good morning, boys. Um, boys, I'm booking two appointments today. I'm booking one for the cardiologist for my heart <laughs> and one for my husband's hearing aid. <laughs> you would have been yelling last night, Helen. I'll tell you what, a oh, remarkable yeah. feat, 20 st- straight for Craig, but... Oh. I, I just, I don't know. I got, I just take my hat off to Melbourne Storm and that organisation and the coach because I love him dearly, and just to be able to get the best out of any player, the way that he does, it's just amazing. Well, you know, I, I actually sent Harry a message last night on Instagram after the game, and I said because Harry's from Yapoon, he's born and bred in Yapoon, same area as Sam Munster, of course. Um, and I sent Harry a message last night asking him if he could hear me screaming <laughs> because I'm sure my neighbours were ready to ring the police because I couldn't believe the end of that game. Harry's just... Apparently, from when he was a young boy, he had the same coach right through. And that coach from when Harry was a young boy could see his potential. He's just tenacious. He never gives up. But my hat goes off to Cam Munster last night to go out there after he dislocated his finger. Mm. I couldn't believe what he did. He just turned that game around when he came back on the field. But the media last night on on, on you know Channel 9, Fox Sports, KO, whatever, they wrote us off again. Mm. They said, oh, Melbourne can't do it. But Craig always does it every year, year in, year out. And look, if he retires this year, well done. He's achieved everything. I think Clarkie was the only one who tipped Melbourne here yesterday. Go the storm. (laughs) Can we we stop all tips now? (laughs) Never give up with with the mighty Melbourne storm culture. And, you know, like they're talking about the new coach, and I really believe it's going to be Mark Retinall because – I don't know whether, Loz, you're aware that Mark and Aaron Bellamy um, were actually up at Brisbane um, running, you know, the club up there as coaches. Yeah. And then they came back to the Melbourne system probably, I was thinking last night, probably about 10 years ago. But Mark's been at Melbourne since he was like 13, 14 when GB first came to the club. So Mark's grown up in the Melbourne Storm system and I think he'd be a wonderful coach. But it's going to be a big job. Oh, you know what I'm going to miss, Helen? I'm going to miss Craig in the box. Blowing oh, up. No. Oh, mate. <laughs> Round one, there the he is. screaming at the, whoever's out there. Give me that. Gosh, he, well, he was quite calm last night, boys. He oh, was quite calm. <laughs> yeah. I think I was worse than him. <laughs> oh, he's outstanding. Yeah, but look, in all honesty, I mean, look, Parramatta, I think they just thought they had it won and they just, 
took their foot off the pedal. And mm. as you know, you never you play for eighty minutes, but you know, like there was one shot last night, and if you've got footage, the look that Christian Welsh gave Harry when he did something wrong, and I thought, oh dear, I don't want to be in that dressing room at halftime. <laughs> well, <laughs> they hold everyone to account. That's the best thing about Melbourne as a group, they regardless did, but, of who um, you are. Yeah, but you know, like it's going to be a great season, but. Uh, I'm glad that game's over and done with. Well, you can rest up now, <laughs> Helen, till next week. Game one. Put I yourself through it again. <laughs> Good on you. Thanks for uh, the call. Thanks, boys. Have a great weekend. See you, Helen. Okay, lots of texts here. Boys, just settle down. It's round one. Uh, sure, there are a f- bit of early season rust, but it's not like Parra got flogged. They lost in Golden Point against another premiership contender. 11 blokes out from the grand final team. Parra will be there or thereabouts, says Cuppy from Berkeley. Um... Morning, gents. Forget about Mitch Moses. Where was Dylan Brown hiding in the Parramatta games? He's the most inconsistent player I've seen. I'm no para fan, but a number of my paramates reckon he is highly overrated. Cheers, the tune. Uh, boys, look at Josh King. Struggled to get 40 minutes at Newcastle. Went to Melbourne. Now he's a superstar. Cheers, Mellon from Singo. Sending that one he's through. He's a good player, Josh King. He might have played 80 minutes last night, did he? I can't recall him coming or leaving the field. And he has. Toon, um, was it Toon that sent that in, or was it Singer? Uh, Singer, Singer, oh, Melon from Singer. Yeah, mate, unbelievable performance from Josh King. Yeah, really good player, mate. Underrated player. Whatever Mitch Moses is going to get paid, Jerome Hughes deserves double. Only Cleary is better, and not by much, says the factor. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, there was more Dylan. Bre- yep, high team. I think. I don't think it was just Mitch Moses. His partner, Dylan Brown, went missing as well. And last night, Parramatta lost their way in the middle. Melbourne in the second half went straight through the middle. Uh, no name to that one. More D- Gee, Dylan Brown's copying it as well. So <laughs> there you go. Oh, I love it. Go round one. Oh, how good is it? Lose an extra time or golden point, you get hammered. That's it. Uh, keep them coming. And uh, in the interim, while we wait for them to come, let's get to trying to make a buck this weekend. And uh, we're putting our faith, all our faith, into the great hands of Lawrence Daly. Well, I'll tell you what we're doing, Mido. What's old is new again. What's and this old co- is new This combination again. has okay. never let me down and oh, will not let me wanna, down. I just want to think about that. What's old <laughs> yeah. is new again. Yep. yep. It'll make sense shortly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, right. I, I, I'm, I'm lo- as I'm getting older, I, mm. li- I like the sound of this. So, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> this is actually hilarious. It's multi. <laughs> I've just figured out what you've done here. You've just figured out I, what I've I done. Hadn't, I hadn't seen it till just then. Right. So. <laughs> so, we're going race eight, number two, Osipenko to run top two. I'll see where the pup can work it out. All right? It's in the rear so, guineas. Osipenko to run top two. And then we're going... Race nine, number two, Roots to win. And if you'd like to be a part of that BSB multi, that's paying $6.50. Now, why do you reckon I said, pup? Yeah, I don't know. What's old is new again. Did you, you must have backed. You're on the right path. One of these or both of these in a recent multi. That is certainly They're correct. the same two horses. <laughs> that won two weeks ago. <laughs> I love it. Yes. I love your theory. I'm going Stick again. Stick with what you know. Stick with what, what I mate, know. If it's not broken, don't fix it, Loz. I love your thinking. 100%. Well played. I think Roots, she'll be better suited to the extra distance. Well, Roots uh, is a hot favourite in that yeah. race. And Osipenko is a good horse. He's a good horse. 
I think you'll win. But just to be safe, just to be safe, I've put top two meter. And well, Osipenko, second favourite behind Aft Cabin for the Randwick Guineas tomorrow. And in race nine, Roots two dollars twenty, top of the market. J Mac in the saddle, barrier two. Osipenko, barrier four, Nash in the saddle. I might be onto something if this what price gets was up it? again. Six dollars fifty. Six fifty. Just keep, you might investing in both horses. Yeah, just if keep it gets up again. Him, yeah, just keep putting this multi together and own both. Yeah, I'll, you deserve to. Well, if they go again, I, I tell you what. If they win, well, not win, but if Osipenko runs top two, Roots wins. We'll be using this multi at some other point in time. <laughs> Like next Friday? Successful <laughs> yeah. formula. Fortnight away. You don't change something that's working, Mike. Mate, I, honestly, can nothing I, wrong with old school. Yeah. I don't know why they keep moving on. It's worked for 20 years. Why change it? Can I just ask when this occurred to you yesterday that you thought, oh, I'm just, just going to When I got up. mail. Okay. Oh, okay, sweet. So you, you made a call or two? Just, oh, mate, Friday, uh, Thursdays, that's all I do. Mm. Yeah. Sectional <laughs> times. Just make a few phone calls. <laughs> Yeah, you got your algorithm uh, for your, well, you know, your, your, your rating system that you've got. Yeah, the rating mm. system. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, how do you go about rating your horses? <laughs> so I trust my eye. <laughs> yeah. I don't worry the about time. I just worry about video. Yeah. And when I see them run and I think they're a champion, I'll put them in. And that's what I think Osipenko will be. That's our form analyst. Mm. Loz Daly. So courtesy of Sticky Wings, $6.50. You like it? And uh, I do. I do. I really do. Because yep. I think Oz Penko is a good horse. I think Af Cabin might turn the tables, though. Why? In the guineas tomorrow. I think I think Oz Penko well, would be better over a bit top further. That's true as well. You can absolutely mount that case. And I think Roots will be winning that race. There you go. Give it strength, my friend. Give, Give it, strength. it strength. Tab app, tab website. Click on sport and today's offers. Morning, boys. When Para went left from the scrum on the first, uh, with five to go and Sivo kicked it dead, I'm pretty sure right then and there, Moses was considering signing for the Bulldogs. <laughs> Says Tez. Oh, jeez. Brutal. Brutal, but we love it. Uh, yep. And uh, Coach Killer uh, just lost that one, but uh, a lot of people talking about that play and it was it was costly though. I I couldn't believe that that happened. But he was going over the sideline. Going it? over the sideline, tackle one, Needed field to come position, in. last to come five in. minutes. It was it was not not the smartest footy from Parramatta, and you could tell at times as well they were trying to play with quite a lot of width in the first yeah. half. They had some great razzle dazzle yeah. plays, some loop arounds, but having they were said creating that, space know, on the outside. Having, having said that, Melbourne came up with a couple of blues too towards mm. the end. You know, they put themselves under pressure, but Parramatta just weren't good enough to take advantage of that. Um, but they got it right when they needed to. And they're just a, such a resilient football team. Um, you know, they just get so many um, uh, you know, people knocking them. Uh, we we look at their team and think it's not as strong as what it was the previous year. Uh, and I'm the main cheerleader there. I, I, I'm always sort of thinking Melbourne at some stage after fall out of the eight or they got to fall out of the top four and just either scramble into the eight or miss the top eight altogether. I don't know why, because for 20 years, they've just been proving everyone wrong, and in particular myself. 16-12, Melbourne Storm over Parramatta in the opening game of the season last night, courtesy of a Harry Grant match-winning try in Golden Point Extra Time. The Australian cricket team strapping everyone. Three o'clock this afternoon.
What are you worried about? It is. I'm, what are you, you worried, ner- I don't understand. What am I, I worried about? I understand why you two are so nervous. <laughs> we, I'll, tell what I, I'll, I'll tell you what I was thinking there, Pop. <laughs> anyway, we need 76 to I, I, I was watching there last night and thinking, imagine Warney bowling on that track. Now, nah, Warney needed bounce, though, Pop. I know didn't he didn't have a good well, record the, over in India. Yeah, but, but, but he never, Warney never bought. Yeah. I don't remember ever seeing. 2001, there wasn't a pitch that spun like this. 2004, when I played with Warney, we didn't have a pitch that spun. Well, the last test in Mumbai, but Warney was injured. He broke mm. his thumb and didn't play. The only thing I'll say about conditions like this, when the spin is so significant, someone like Warney, he spun the ball too much. So with DRS now, to a right-handed batter, for Warney to hit off stump, he would have to pitch it outside leg stump because he spun it so far. So he might, with DRS in these types of conditions, he might a lot of the decisions might be given not out, where a finger yeah. spinner spins it a lot less than Warney. But, mate, he was that good. He would have... Yeah, can you imagine him bowling in this oh. style? Like he would, you would not have been... As a right-hander, it would have been impossible to hit him on the leg side. You wouldn't have needed a fielder on the leg side. You couldn't <laughs> hit the ball over there. Because anything against that spin would have been just maximum risk. Risk, yeah. But so, he, yeah, was... he would have licked his lips. If he had the chance to bowl in conditions oh, like yeah. this, so... Well, you talk about the, the, the massive leg spin, then. He would have... Well, he would have worked it out and changed it up. Well, he still he? had. He could spin a leggy. He could spin a big leggy. Yeah. He could spin a leggy half as much. He you had have a flipper. A, you have a good he had a wrong one, but you could pick his wrong one. Right. His wrong one was especially after his shoulder surgery. Yeah. You could. He, it was more arm and hand. So if you let, it's hard to discuss, yeah, to yeah. explain on radio. But if you let a leg spinner go, you know, call it. If you're looking at a clock. And you're right, and I'm left-handed. So let's say a leg spinner, I my wrist goes to from looking at twelve o'clock, it goes to three o'clock. Yep. But then a wrong one goes all the way around, so it probably goes to like seven or eight o'clock with your wrist. So it's a significant difference, difference. for warning. It was anyway after his shoulder surgery. So the key to facing someone like that or anyone that spins the ball both ways is watching the ball out of the hand. Mm. So even Murley, who could bowl an off spinner, but then he had the doucher that spun the other way, you needed to watch his hand would come at a certain position for the offie, and then when it spun the other way, his hand position would be a little bit different. You had to see it that early. Because yeah. if you tried to pick it off the wicket, too yeah, late. Good. Too late. I found the card, Clarky, from that fourth test in your first ever test series for Australia, 2004 in Mumbai. Yes. And this is what we hope doesn't happen. Yes. You'd already won the series, though, by that point, to yes. point out. This was the last test. So India won the toss elected to bat. Yep. They made 104. Then we came in and made 203. So, you know, 99-run lead. Then India's second dig, 205. And that's when you took six for nine. Warney didn't play in that game. No, he broke his thumb. He didn't okay. play. I think Nathan Horrocks yeah, played. Ricky Ponting come in for that test because he didn't play the first three and he come yep. in for that one. And then we were set 107 for victory, and we, we got bowled out in 30.5 overs for 93. No, yeah. So okay. we lost by 13 runs. And I reckon that's as close. Harbajan, five wickets. That's as close to conditions that we see now in this yes. test match. I think it's similar sort of conditions. So batting last, like I say, it honestly felt like that. 100, what did we need? 107 100, you need. It felt like 230. Yeah, so 76 we need today. 76, I reckon the boys are really chasing. On a day five normal pitch, you're chasing about 190. Okay. So I'm backing them in. <laughs> this, but you know the other thing that I – this is where I love someone like Matthew Hayden at the top of the order or David Warner at the top of the order just to walk out and just take the risk to get us off to a flyer. Mm. Like just if we're, if we're none for 20, 
it's we've got the game. Especially chasing a low total like this, you mm. don't want to be sitting and blocking going, oh, we've batted for 70 balls and we're on 15 runs. At the start, while the ball's hard, it's like smack a few, make them change their field, we're off to a flight, we're okay now. Do you talk about who's going to do that? I think I think Kawaja. Every individual go. No, I'll just play my own game. I think Travis it? Head's probably that guy okay. now for Australia. You go, mate. You've got the but you're, it, you've got the opportunity. You, we want you to be the aggressor. But it, this you is have the those thing conversations. That, like I, that? I I I would, but yeah. I, again, it depends on the player. It depends on who you're facing as well. So I'm thinking now in these conditions. That's why I'm saying it might be worth thinking left, right, hand, and the aggressive player is the ball is the the player that the ball's spinning into. So if it's Kawaja, I'm telling him to have a crack at Jadeja early. While the ball's hard, use your sweep shot, use your slog sweep because the ball's spinning in. Yep. So hit with the spin. If it is – if Manus opens the batting, I'm saying, rightio, Ashwin's your man. Take Ashwin down. Defend for your life against Jadeja. Very hard ball spinning away. But while the ball's brand new, just the first few overs, go a bit hard. You only got to hit one over the top yep. and they have to put the field out. They've got to put deep square leg back or they've got to put mid on back because there's only 70 runs on the board. Yeah. But I would still be, it would be the first risk. So ball spinning in, take him on, ball spinning away, defend for your life. The NBL Championship Series finally starts tonight. Kudos Bank Arena. Morning, Brad. Clarky said it, defend for your life, boys. <laughs> Let's go, those Kings. Embrace the hate from what it seems to be the rest of the country. Don't like the Kings. Stuff them anyway, Brad. But uh, how much is this gap? Uh, between the semi-final and championship series, I guess hurt the build-up. I saw Andrew Bogut suggested that that might be the case this week. Yeah, look, it's been a shame, and we spoke about it last week with the fact that they had to have the FIBA break. And you guys asked me why, and the simple answer was is they had to make a decision a year ago, and there was players that are going to have to play in that, especially New Zealand guys. So it, it's not the greatest thing, obviously, with rugby league starting again. But like I thought, it's starting to build up. There's over 10,000 people going to kudos tonight. There's a lot of talk. It is a hatred thing. New Zealand do not like playing against Sydney. Sydney do not like New Zealand. This is going to be an absolute ripper of a series. Uh, Brad, again, my bias, but I'm saying Kings definitely favourite, home ground advantage. But what does this Breakers team need to do to upset the Kings in this first game? Because, I, again, I, I don't know if it's any different in basketball but, basketball, but I always feel the first game of any series is the most important. Oh, 100%. And, you know, I'm not sure what the percentage is. It will be very high. Whoever wins that first game goes on to win the series. Kings definitely favour it. They've got, you know, best of five series. Three games are at home. Yeah. So they should they should get it done. The thing with New Zealand is they don't care. And I love that mentality. They've got great coach. They've got great players. And they're just coming in with absolutely nothing to lose. They did win the last time they played here on a, a bank three. And they, they're one of those teams that will just play hard. They'll be physical, they'll be hard, and they will not take a backward step. With this New Zealand side, uh, Brad, are they completely different to last year? Or have they been building combinations over the last 18 months? What's been Very the turnaround different. with them? Yeah, very different. Um, the, the couple of pieces that I love what they've done, their three imports are outstanding. Barry Brown Jr. and Pardon are the two that I love the most. But Barry Brown Jr. picked up the best six-man of the year award. He is a closer. In other words, when the game's on the line, the ball's going to him and he gets it done. For our Sydney people, William McDowell-White, he's a young Sydney kid playing for New Zealand. He's been tremendous for them playing for the Boomers too at some stages this year. So he's been 
unbelievable with him, and I know that he will be ready to go. Tom Vodanovic, he played for the Kings last year. He knows what's going on. He's got championship pedigree. So they are coming in so well ready, so engaged, so happy. And remember, this team spent two years on the road because of COVID. This is, they are just in a happy place, and a happy place is where you want to be in finals time. Yeah, Brad, do we know if both teams have everyone available for selection having this two-week break? Yes, everyone is available, but you know, there's some quietness that no one's talking about. I'm sure there's some niggling injuries. We Still, saw Xavier yeah. Cook's roll his ankle, but look, with this 10-day break, it's probably been a godsend for yeah, them, but not so great for everyone else. Yeah. Are the Kings better placed this year to go back-to-back than they were last year, winning the first championship in a while? Yeah, great question, Loz. I mean, I, I feel that, you know, they were amazing last year and, and the three imports they had last year were unbelievable. They were just so good. Now, this year, they are as good, but Xavier Cooks is the man this year. They don't have that Jalen Adams like they did last year. So I feel there's a couple of players that are really going to set the tone here. Xavier will do what Xavier does. He's going to have great games. I really think it's going to come down to like a Derek Walton Jr. if he plays really well. But the key for me is DJ Vazilovic. If he can get going and shoot the three well, this game's over. He's one of those players that could hit five threes from six shots and game's done. Just having a look at the finals MVP market. Xavier Cooks, $1.75. Derek Walton Jr., $5.50. Jarrell Brantley of the Breakers, $8.00. Barry Brown Jr., $9.00. DJ Vasiljevic, $34.00. I guess Cooks is the obvious, uh, hence the market says. But give us your MVP and also your series correct score. I know you're going to say the Kings. Do they win it in five games, four, or do they sweep them? You got me now. Yeah, look, I'm going to say I'm going to say three-one the Kings. Uh, I think I think New Zealand will steal one at home um, for them. Uh, for me, I do think that the two MVPs are going to be either either Xavier or Barry Brown Jr. I mean, that nine dollars is just such juicy odds for him. He's just one of those guys. He could be quiet and then come really good. I do like Jarrell Brantley. He's one of those players that will be strong. But for me, it is going to be. Remember, Xavier Cooks got the MVP last year as well in the grand final series, and then went on this year and got the MVP of the league. So, barring injury, I think it's Zay's to lose. I saw that there's a rumour Snoop Dogg might be there tonight. Are you and Snoop going to hang out? Snoop. Mate, we thought we'd travel in together and we were going to just see how we go and sort of sit by side. No, I have no Economy idea. Economy on the Jetstar. <laughs> Big Snoop, you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> there is. If, if you can think of something that is completely opposite to Snoop Dogg, you are looking at a photo of me. Okay, that is what you are looking at. Oh, it's been a great week for basketball, though, hasn't it? Considering uh, the government pledged, was it $15 million, I think, the state government for a centre of excellence for the Kings and the Flames in Lidcombe. Yeah, brilliant. And that's what they should be doing. They're playing out of all but now. You look at all these football teams that are getting it. The Sydney Kings, I mean, this is, you know, like, what, fourth, fifth grand final or something over the last six, seven years. They've been tremendous. And, and the support they've been getting, that 14,500 people there a couple of months, uh, a couple of weeks ago, over 10,000 for this one. If this gets to game five, mate, that thing will rock 16 to 17,000 people. So the support's there, and I think it's great that the government's backing it. Uh, over in the NBA, Kevin Durant, he played his first game for the Suns, scored 23 points. Yeah, just Kevin Durant doing Kevin Durant things. I think he'll be great for them. The Suns literally didn't give up anything. They've still got, you know, everyone that they need to be able to do. Devin Booker, their big man. And I like what they're doing, Chris Paul. So if they can, can they stay win healthy, with this team? 
Oh, yeah. If they stay healthy and play together, because that's always the hardest thing, oh, they could easily win the West now. They're, they're right up there with, with the others that are in there. So it'll be them and the Clippers uh, and probably Denver. Mm. Uh, buddy, what's the latest on LeBron? How long is he out for? Yeah, he's done an injury there. I think it's his ankle and it's not looking good. They're saying four weeks and uh, it's like one of those things, wasn't it? It was like we were so pumped for him to become the greatest scorer of all time that all of a sudden it's just dropped off. So, look, this is the time that the league starts, um, you know, prior to this. I mean, look at these scores. Guys are getting 71 points. I mean, Michael Jordan in this area would have 150. The defence played over there is not so good. So you will start start to see now things tighten up because it's like, right, we need to get wins because you don't want to go in, you know, in a plain series or you don't want to go you don't want to face a phoenix and denver in the first round so you want to climb that ladder so i do feel now teams will start to play some basketball scores will get a little bit lower and there'll be that thing that i don't know if many nba players know about but there will be some defense played shortly and no doubt about the hottest team in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks have won 16 straight. And I've seen some commentators give Joe Ingles a rap for the role he's playing in that side as well, Brad. It was a great pickup for them. I mean, he was obviously going to take time with having an ACL injury, but he's just one of those guys. And, you know, no disrespect to Joey, the ACL injury, whilst it's bad, he's, he was never one of those guys that was super athletic, super quick. So it's not something that it's like, well, now he's got to change his game completely. He's fantastic off the on ball, shoots the three well. And if there's a team that suits that, it's someone with Giannis in it because he can just drive and kick if it's open. So I'm not surprised. Very smart move by Milwaukee. And he's playing great. You enjoy tonight, mate. Oh, you know I will go those Kings. <laughs> $1.46, the Kings with Tab. New Zealand, $2.70. Four and a half is the line for game one. Kings the minus. Brad Rosen there. Ali Mosley, good morning. Good morning, team. How are we? Very well. Let's start with the two-year-olds. The Todman, Red Resistance, $1.70 favourite. And uh, in the Riesling or the Riesling, learning to fly, $1.65. Will you be taking on... Uh, these two animals tomorrow. I know you love uh, taking on the short price favourites. What do you think, Ali? Uh, this is it's really tricky. I, to be honest, I'd probably stay out of it a little bit. But Red Resistance is a serious galloper, and I think the market's found found him very well. But a dollar seventy five is just I, I don't know. I just hate it when they're that short. So for me, I think a little bit too short. I saw this guy as a baby actually because we went out to the farm and had a look at him, and he was such a spunk. Um, so it's quite cool to see how, how well he's come through the ranks. And I think Cylinder will be the one to beat him, though. So I think he'll certainly give him a good push. I, I, I didn't actually realise that it well, I had sort of heard, but I didn't realise how serious it was when he had a race down in Melbourne and he ran second. He broke his jaw in the barriers. So he ran and ran second with a broken jaw. Jeez. So I thought that was phenomenal. And he's obviously a really tough horse. He'll come on from when I saw him last time. He was carrying on like a bit of a pork chop at the races. Um, last time out, he was feeling very well. He was getting quite warm back in the stalls. So if he can settle a little bit more, I think he'll run right up to red resistance. And $1.75 is too short. <laughs> what about in the challenge stakes, uh, Ali? We see some, well, some superstar sprinters returning and led by last year's Everest winner, Giga Kick. Yeah, and from all reports, he's, he's really furnished this year too. He had a little bit of, I guess not filling out to do, but just growing up. He's still a baby. He's only a three-year-old. So I've heard that he's come up here in really nice order. He had a trip to the beach the other day with John Thompson's team. Uh, and so he's travelled well. Clayton Douglas does a phenomenal job with him. He looks after his horses 
so well and does all the work with them so he knows them better than anyone and I really like to see him run well first up so I'd like him to win but I just think Remark will be the one to beat him who's come back in fantastic order this preparation we saw it I think we really will see the best of him and I think he is the one to follow in that race Remark the Group 1 Canterbury Stakes, and I know you are very well attuned to these New Zealand horses, but just tell us how good this Imperatrix is because an eye-watering amount of money came for this mare uh, as soon as the market opened on Wednesday, back from $3 into odds on. Well, she is that good from, from what we know of her in New Zealand. And, you know, we've seen so many champion Kiwi horses come out here, particularly mares. I mean, we had Melody Bell come out and she flew the flag and then Tiaka. We've had so, we've had so many good horses from New Zealand, but um, she and she's put it all together over there. So there's no reason to suggest that she couldn't win on Saturday in the Canterbury Stakes, but she's just too short now. I don't think you could be taking the dollar ninety about her. I know everyone thinks it's still probably worthwhile jumping on, but for me, she just seems a little bit too short there. I think she obviously is the one to beat, but of that field, Cascadian resuming the old boy. I think he's a vet, we can officially call him a veteran now. He's an eight-year-old. But um, every first up run in his last few preps in Australia has been at Group 1 level, and he's always been in the mix. So I think he can run a really nice race first up at the value. Yep, $15 Cascadian or three thirty the place. So what are we betting on then tomorrow, Ali? So I'm actually, I was hoping that we could get one today oh, um, to kick yes. us off, <laughs> hopefully. Although last week was, was a tricky week, so we can maybe bounce back here. It's Lesquetti Boom at Newcastle. So she's Lesquetti Spirit's little sister. And I saw her on debut at Warwick Farm last prep, and I loved her, and I went and had a chat to the guys, and they said they've got a really big opinion of her, but she'll just get better as she gets, obviously, out over a trip and um, into further prep. So that was last prep. She's come back. She's had the one run... So far for this prep, I think she'll strip a lot fitter. My only probably query with her is that we're yet to see her on a good track, but that's not to suggest that she can't do something. So I thought she was right in the mix last time. The pace just didn't suit her. So I think we might get a bit of a bit bit more of a price about her too. So that's the sweaty boom at Newcastle today. I'm just trying to find what race that is. Uh, she's in race five, I think. Race yeah, race five. Race five, number five. Race five, number five today, the sweaty Boom is $4.20 with tab. What else have we got, Ali? Uh, so then we'll move on to tomorrow, and I think Osipenko will be the one to back there in the Randwick Guineas. I think he's probably the better of the day. Oh, it's in Loz's multi to run top two. Uh, beautiful. Okay, so Osipenko, and then I think also in the Randwick Guineas, uh, Matcha Latte will run a big race. He's come back just as a man this preparation. He was sort of a boy last time in, he did a few things wrong and he still um, had a bit of furnishing and filling out to do and that's exactly what he's done. So I think Ostapenko will win and then Machilate will run a big race in the Randwick Guineas. Um, we talk about Kiwi, so I'll head back across the ditch and I think Sharp and Smart, who is short, um, will just have to win there at Serapa um, and comes to Australia after that to attack our derbies here. So uh, we'll have a watch on him. Sharp and Smart at Tarapa, okay. Yes, Go for it. Keep <laughs> jump, going. Jump across the ditch. Um, I think I've just had to throw up the stumps here at a bit of, of a price at Matha Baskin. I think he'll improve sharply second up with intention there with the blinkers on. He's got no weight on his back. We haven't seen a lot of him. He came out and ran 
uh, super on debut in his first Australian run. I think he was fourth there. Um, so I just think John's got a, a good opinion of him and, and he'll improve pretty sharply second up as well. Tell us which horse that was again, Ali. Sorry. Uh, that was Athabaskan. Okay, what so race is that? There's a bit of a list on there. Uh, Athabaskan is in the Stayers race. So that is race on the card. I think it is race. Uh, four, maybe? Race four. Sorry, let me just double-check that. The Randwick yep. City Stakes. Yep. Yep. Uh, Athabaskan. So that's race four, number eight for our listeners. Athabaskan, each way. And then uh, Written Beauty uh, in the last. Uh, again, each way. She went okay last time. She drops in weight. She goes well second up. She'll need favours. But I think, again, hopefully we can just get a bit of a price about her. So that's race 10 for Written yep. Beauty. And then just lastly, I'll, I want to mention Spangler at Hawkesbury in the last there as well. That's on Saturday on their sort of feature day. I think should be carrying an extra five and a half kilos, but because it's set weight conditions, it's a huge asset for him. So Spangler in the last at Hawkesbury as well. Okay, race eight, number one. And I promise to our listeners, I will repeat these after the, the news. But Ali, really appreciate uh, your time as always and have a great weekend. Thanks, guys.